Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and on today's show, you'll be meeting naturopathic Dr. Drea. Dr. Drea believes it's necessary to work on all levels, the physical, biochemical, mental, emotional, and energetic in order to obtain true healing. She uses a variety of mind, body, and spirit tools like the Heart Freedom Method to help you connect to your heart and live a fulfilling life. I've personally known Dre for 10 years now, and I'm so happy to be able to share a little taste of her energy with you today. Drea is one of the most beautiful souls I know, and she is the vibe anywhere she goes. She's also a great dance partner on the dance floor. <laughs> Today, we'll discuss the heart freedom method, self-love, worthiness, and so much more. This naturopathic Musai is a healer to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at lovedrdre. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Dr. Drea on Musai Collective. Hi, Dre. How are you? It's so good to see you. Amazing. I got my Palo Santo. Me too. <laughs> so good to have you on the podcast and, you know, connect with you. You made the move to Portugal and you're currently in Mexico City on a nice experience there with your friends on the at the Commune Retreat Center. What's it called? So I'm actually just south of Mexico City. I'm in a place called Mazunte. Mm. Uh, which is like just south of Puerto Escondido. Um, it's a yoga center. There's a yoga center called, we joined, a, we joined a program called the Shakti Immersion Program where we're doing dancing, breathing, yoga, things like this. Nice. There's lots of fun for 35 days. Nice. I'm so happy to introduce everybody to Dr. Drea, who's a naturopathic doctor and health consultant who I've known for about 10 years now. And it's so crazy because we've watched each other grow so much over the years with our ups and downs, life, goals, career achievements, moving house, moving countries. It's so awesome. And, you know, I'm so proud of you. Today, we're going to talk about the heart freedom method and I'm so excited to know more about this and really get into this with you. Yeah. So can you tell us firstly, what is the heart freedom method and how can this transformational work really help someone to open up their heart and live their most fulfilling life? That's a great question, Lindsay. Thank you first for the opportunity for being on your podcast. I'm very proud of you too and all the changes you've made. Um, so heart freedom method is basically, it's a simple way to get you to connect to your heart and to have gratitude for all the painful challenges that you might be going through in your life. Cause as you know, in life, we go through a lot of challenges, right? There's no such thing as going through life without any challenge whatsoever. And it's all in how you respond to it. And when you do the heart freedom method, you're actually connecting to your heart and having gratitude and having inspiration, finding love, finding peace with all those challenges that you've been through. And when you do have gratitude and you're in your heart for those challenges, all of a sudden you have them because the energy that was stored during those blocks and during those like tough challenges that you've stored in your body gets released. It gets transmuted. It changes the energy and then you feel this freedom, you know? It's really wow. beautiful. This sounds really transformational. What does the heart have to do with clearing these limiting beliefs? I think one of the biggest things with the heart is that normally our limiting beliefs are programs like what they say. It's like 10% of your consciousness is something that you are aware of. You're awake, you know. 90% of what we, how we live our life is in our subconscious. 
right? It's all those mm-hmm. thoughts, all those pre-programs from our past, from our parents, from all the experiences that we had in the past. And so when we're living, it's kind of like, you probably heard this analogy where you have like, you have your life and you have your little child or your inner child driving the car. And you're like, I don't want to go that way. Why do I keep on going down this path? This sucks. Yes. But it's this little kid, right? So it's this little kid driving your car and that's your subconscious, which you don't even know that you're basically all these limiting beliefs and these stories that's driving you to have the same experiences. So what ends up happening is that when you're able to bring it back to your heart, when you're able to sit in your heart and look back at those limiting beliefs, look back at the experiences that happened and find gratitude and love for them, all of a sudden in the heart, you have so much compassion, so much love that you can release it. You can release it for good. And they've actually seen scans where literally like when you release the energy, it's released for good. So you're free of that belief. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as human beings, we live our lives through three main modes, through the mind, emotions, and our hearts. So we only experience this joy and fulfillment really when we're connected to the heart space. So what are some key practices that we can do to help us navigate back to that heart space? One of the best ways that uh, this is all, by the way, all the everything we're talking about is by the founder, Dr. Lise Janelle. She's my mentor and she's the one that certified me in the heart freedom method. And she has this one practice where um, you go into silence, you kind of close your eyes, you put your hand over your heart and you literally start to imagine pouring love out to first just your perimeter. You start thinking about your heart and giving love to just your perimeter. So maybe like the people that live in your house or maybe if you live in a complex, the people that live in the complex and then you go a little bit wider and then you think of like people in the city and you're sending love, so much love to all these people and then you go wider to your country and then you go wider to the world and it's just this overfilling with love, you know? And you could also do it the other way, receiving love from them as well. And your heart just gets so big because there's actually a frequency. It's been measured by the HeartMath Institute that the heart actually resonates and gives out a frequency. It's pretty wide. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like three meters or more. I don't know exactly, but it was pretty, pretty far. So the more love that you're sending out, you're connecting to your heart, you're feeling that love, that awareness of like complete peace for other people, compassion for other people. And so you connect to that. And as you're connecting to it, it literally like you're in your heart. Like you can't be anywhere else, you know? Wow. I love this. (laughs) I definitely want to try that method out. Let's talk about when the heart gets blocked and it's closed versus living your life with an open heart. How can someone really tell that their heart is blocked? And is there a way to really know when your heart is open and flowing again with love and gratitude? Yeah, that's such a good question, Lindsay. I'm sure all of you, if you think back to a time in your life where you were not aligned, like a lot of things were not happening, right? And you were just like, why... So much crappy things start happening to you. You know, you're definitely not aligned and you're definitely not living from your heart, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know Dr. Leeds always says there's two types of blocks. There's the conscious blocks that you know that you're putting on yourself. And then there's the subconscious blocks that you have no idea of, right? So the subconscious blocks, something that you could ask yourself, three questions you can ask yourself to see if there's like a subconscious belief or an old story that's blocking you. Three questions she likes to ask is number one, do you have the same thing happening over and over and over again? So like in the area of relationships, how often are we attracting the same guy? Mm. And then we break up with him. He was such an asshole. Oh my God, I can't (laughs) believe he betrayed me. Right. But meanwhile, 
it happens again. Another guy. It's just like a different out picture, but you know, it's the same guy and it happens over and over again, right? Same thing with like getting a job and you're not really happy. Like you keep on getting these jobs that are really not fulfilling. And then you're like, what's wrong with the jobs? It's actually, you're not aligning with your heart. Another one is where you keep on, you keep on trying so hard for something and it just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Um, Another one when you know for sure you're blocked or when you, when you know you should be doing something, but you don't do it. So this is a classic one with patients. It's like, oh, I know I said I was going to eat clean, but like, oh, but then I had a binge night where I just was by myself. I had ice cream and it was just like, keep on sabotaging yourself, you know? Yeah. Over and over. So there's something else. You're not conscious of it. You know that this is a block, but you don't know what the limiting belief, what the subconscious deep-rooted belief is. Right. You know? Wow. Recently, That's so interesting. No, I was going to say recently, um, I had a client of mine who literally like for a couple of years been working really, really hard. And the one thing that keeps on, that we keep on talking about is getting rest. Okay, you know what? He needs to get rest. He needs to have downtime on top of building his business, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got to do that. I got to... Meanwhile, all these physiological things are happening because he's not getting rest. And then I said, this is like the second year it's happening. And I said, listen, there's got to be a subconscious block. If the same scenario is happening over and over again in your physiology, that's causing this to happen and you haven't addressed it, you know? And then I have another amazing client who recently we actually, we had talked about, um, she had some like really bad uh, pain in one of her joints, like really, really bad pain in one of her joints. And we ended up finding out the subconscious belief was actually anger, anger towards family members, wow. you know? And it was like, and when, when you go in and do the work, you actually see, wow, there's anger, there's upset, there's irritation, there's these emotions, energy that's in motion, energy that's getting stored in the muscle tissue, getting stored in your body, right? Exactly, so have, yeah. Yeah. Well, so like that... Yeah. And that brings me actually to my next question. And, you know, talking about how emotions get stored in our physiology, emotions happen when we see pain, more pain than pleasure or more pleasure than pain. So what is the inner freedom method and how can someone apply this to their daily routine? Well, the whole idea, I love what you said, like more pain than pleasure or pleasure than pain, because just like your mind. So you have your mind and your mind has thousands of thoughts. Like, what is it? Something like 80,000 thoughts a day. They're just thoughts, right? You're not yours. And then emotions are the same thing. They're energy. So whenever you get stuck on that emotion, like, oh, I feel so bad or I feel so good or I feel like you literally are an illusion, you know, but when you're inside the heart, the heart is where you have peace. It's where you have like complete love and love is not a verb. Love is just like a place to be. It's like mm-hmm. an essence, you know what yeah. I mean? So in your heart, you're not even feeling that. You're not feeling these highs and lows. You're completely safe in your heart. So that's why whenever they say, okay, those emotions are like stuck and stored inside of you. When you start to release the emotion, you come back into your heart and you actually feel like, wow, the emotion was not true. I thought like I was not good enough. I thought that no one liked me. I thought that, it, you know, I didn't have enough inside of me or something. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, it's not true. Because when you go to the heart, you, you actually feel like, wow, I am worthy of love. All of us yeah. are worthy of love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the emotions give you the illusion that you're not, that there's something wrong with you. But the emotions are not real mm-hmm. at all. There's mm-hmm. something you feel 100% and they're guides, but they're not what's real because what's real is actually what's inside of the heart. And this ties in, and if I can share this with you, it's something that Dr. Lee's talks about a lot, is that when you're born as a baby, you get love from all the outside sources, right? You get love from everyone. Everyone's feeding 
feeding you, touching you, hugging you, right? Yeah. And then as you start to grow up, that love is not coming anymore in the same way. Sometimes people like push you away. Sometimes they don't call you, guys go to you. Like, you know, all of a sudden you think, whoa, there's something wrong with me. Right. Wow, I'm not love anymore. So you actually get stuck in the emotion of sad, sadness, guilt, shame. Something's wrong with me, you know, but it's not true because if you come back to the heart, you know, all of us are worthy of love. If someone does something outside of you, that doesn't change your worth. Are you kidding me? No way. So if they jump really high or if they don't jump at all, that's going to change your worth. No, but the emotions will make you feel like, oh my God, he's not calling. Then you're you're not worthy. That's not true. The heart will always tell you the truth, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that's something we all need to remember is that you're unworthy of love when you start to feel unworthy of love. You're always worthy of love. It's there. And that just, you know, kind of brings you to a place of having self-love and doing the inner work and really cutting these external toxic relationships or people you come into contact with, whether it's career, love, friendships, you know, people People that are fusing your life with any kind of toxic behaviors. And I think it's really important to be more conscious about this with who you're spending your time with, who you're putting your time and energy into with regards to even just relationships and or what the media you're absorbing, you know? So it all really plays a big part in your self-love and your worthiness of who you are. <laughs> oh, you're so right. It's so, you're so right. And you know what? You can feel that too, right? Yeah. When you're surrounded, when you're surrounded by love, how do you feel? You feel safe. You feel at peace. There's no anxiety there. No, you're not something bad's going to happen. You're not on edge. You feel safe. You feel connected. You feel creative. You feel inspired. Yeah, those are the feelings from the heart, right? Yeah. And when you're outside of your heart, you know something's off. Can I share with you my ex-boyfriend that I was with? He totally cheated on me. And I remember after the end of that relationship, I sat down, I put my hands on my heart and I wanted to connect to my heart. Mm -hmm. And my heart literally said to me out loud, you went against what we wanted. Like we didn't want to be with him. He was hurting us so much, but you went against your heart. Wow. And I literally started to bawl my eyes out. I literally, when I just putting my hand on my heart and breathing into my heart, my heart, my in, innermost guide spoke to me and told yeah. me, that's what we wanted. No. He wasn't yeah. good. No. You know? It was yeah. so powerful, right? That is powerful. And I think sometimes when you drop into that heart space, that's when you get to connect with yourself and really have that conversation one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, like, no, this person is not good for me. And this is also the universe protecting me and letting them leave my life. So bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, bye-bye with love, right? We wish them compassion, right? Because if they're hurting us, it means because they're really hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's they're the thing. Really and like, you can't take it so personally because this is a reflection of like what's going on in their own psyche and it's their shit. Like, it's not about you. And that's when you have to remember, no, I am worthy of love. I'm a queen and you don't get to be in my space anymore. You know? <laughs> Mm. So be in that high priestess energy, ladies. <laughs> you know, worthy of love. Yes. So let's talk about facing challenges and how the source of human suffering is the search for pleasure without challenges. What's the best thing we can do when faced with a challenge? Okay. Well, first, I want to give you a little story. This is yeah. one of Doctor Lewis's stories. It's about the little butterfly. Okay. So a little butterfly is in, before it becomes a butterfly, it's like a little caterpillar stuck inside a cocoon and it's like, 
squirming, 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 and hours and hours of squirming trying to get out. And then all of a sudden, this doctor comes along, slices open the cocoon and says, oh, go ahead, go out, no problem. He goes flying through and he tries to fly and drops and dies. Okay. Ouch. But then you have the other butterfly that stays in the cocoon and like push, 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 trying hours and hours, days later, all of a sudden, finally busts its own cocoon open, flies, goes to look at all the beautiful flowers and the plants, and it has this beautiful life. But guess what? It came with the challenge. The challenge is what built the strength to actually be able to see everything else. When you had no challenge and someone just supported you, someone just like cut it open for you, you couldn't fly. So what the way doc, Dr. Lees explains the inner heart freedom method is basically when you go through your challenges, your challenges are your nodes. They're kind of like the drivers, the catalysts for you to grow, for you to wake up yeah. and to have the spiritual development into who you really are, right? Absolutely. If everything is just handed to you on a silver platter and you've never had any challenges in your life, do you really even appreciate anything that you have? You didn't work hard to get there and earn these successes or milestones in your life. And I think it's really important to face challenges and work through them, come out through the other side, take a look at your life from one year ago. I mean, all of us from one year ago, so much transformation has happened in this past year with everything. And holy shit, you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, what's happening? And I, you know, I do daily journals. So it's interesting to look back at your journal from one year ago and see where you were at six months ago, one year ago, two weeks ago, even. Oh yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Reflection going back, even if it's just yearly, it's such a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. Those challenges, like, you know, I remember a dear friend of mine, she, she went through a lot of challenges. She's super successful. And she, she said this to me one day, she said, I am who I am because of all those things. And it's true you would be a completely different person if you didn't have the challenges. And believe me, some of the challenges that people, and including myself, have been through have been brutal. Absolutely, yeah. And it just makes you who you are today. You're a stronger woman. You are a stronger personality. You can get through anything. And, you know, you learn from everything that happens in your life, good or bad, you know? So I don't even want to call it bad. I want to call it an experience. And you have to just embrace it and work through it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the art freedom method, you work through it and you find gratitude, compassion and wisdom for that scenario. And it's not just for yourself, but it's for the all the people around you that most likely hurt you. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when you have complete compassion for those people that hurt you, when you can see that, oh, my God, that mom did that, not because she didn't love her, but because she was really stuck. She was young. She didn't know any better. You know what I mean? When you start having compassion for where they're at, you put put yourself in their shoes, your heart will resolve all that pain and all that emotion. And then really you can feel free. Otherwise you're holding on, holding on to this. I'm a story. I'm a victim. This is what I am. Like, really? Come on. This is our responsibility, especially during this time. Our responsibility is to do our own work. Our parents are not going to do the work. Mm -hmm. Our siblings are not going to do the work. We got to do our own work, Mm -hmm. you know? For the collective, yeah. so we all can elevate, so we can all feel better. Because yeah. there's so much fear right now happening. Absolutely. So how can we live the most powerful, fulfilling life since we never really know when our last breath will be? <laughs> That's such a loaded question. I know. <laughs> right? I, I read that question. I was like, <laughs> tell me, Dre, Dr. Drea, tell me. <laughs> 
she's in for the kill with that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for myself, I can only speak for myself. For myself, is to constantly go back and literally ask: Is this? Am I doing? Am I taking actions from my heart, or am I taking actions out of fear? You know, like if you're making decision to move somewhere, you say, "Okay, am I moving because I'm scared to be here, or am I moving because my heart's like?" I feel so happy. I feel so safe. I feel relief every time I see myself in that space where I'm moving to, like connecting to the feelings of the heart, right? Yeah. Peace, harmony, wisdom, compassion. If you feel those things, then you know you're going the right direction. If you're not, if you're feeling fear, shame, guilt, then you know you're not in the right alignment. It's funny that you're saying that. It's just a bit of the example about like moving to a new place. I know you and I were basically on the same path back in the fall. You sent me this voice note being like, yeah, I'm moving to Portugal in like a few weeks. Oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening, but I need to do it. And I said, wow, Dre, I can't believe you're saying this because I just decided that I'm going to make the move to Dominican Republic because I feel this burning intuitive feeling in my guts, in my heart. Wow. And when I had that feeling, when I asked myself these questions, it was like a fuck yes, you know, and I am all about living the fuck yes life, you know? (laughs) Full, Full body fuck yes. You know, and you have to live like that. If it's not a fuck yes, then absolutely not. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's also that peace and that relief that you feel Mm because that's your heart saying, wow, you're listening to me. Finally, you're listening to me. You weren't listening to me. And, you know, apparently with Dr. Lisa's work, she says that when people start aligning in their heart with their heart's truth, doors open, new things come through, like creative ideas come through. It's just beautiful to see that opening, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) So I want to discuss self-love and stepping back into your power and into that place of worthiness. And, you know, we all have challenges. We've all had them throughout our lives. And in order to move forward, you have to heal yourself so your dreams can come true and that your heart is open and you can step back into things and have a clear mind, open heart to receive. Mm -hmm. And at what point do we stop being worthy of love? Really, it's when we start believing we are unworthy of love. So can you explain this concept of inner freedom method? Yeah. So the inner freedom method is basically, it's a technique that um, you can get registered with Dr. Lee's called the heart freedom method. And basically it's a way to tap into your body, to feel in your body where that energy is stored, where that limiting belief, that block, that sabotaging you over and over again, where it's stored in your body. And then you go back into the memory of where that first started. So for instance, it could be when you were four years old and like your neighbors pushed you off your bike or something, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what brought the belief that you weren't worthy of love. And so then you come back in and you, you basically create this wisdom and compassion around all of it. You know, you create this wisdom for the people that hurt you, this compassion for the people that have affected you. And then when you do that, you release the pain in your heart, you release the energy in your body, and then it's fully resolved. So you're back into feeling I'm close. I'm worthy of love. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're in your heart when you're grateful and gratitude is not an emotion. It's a state of being. It's inner peace, love and gratitude. This is the core of who you are and where you will find that fulfillment. So how can someone start to really cultivate a life full of gratitude? I love that you asked that question because I give these out to patients a lot. Um, If you're just starting out, it's just easy to write down in a journal in the morning or in the evening what you're grateful for, just like one thing that you're grateful for. If you get really good at it, you can make a whole list. Like right now, I've gotten into a daily practice and I actually, I write like a full page, like a full page of what I'm grateful for. If I don't have time and I'm rushing out, then I'll actually do it on my walk. 
Nice. So like even here, I'm in Mexico right now for a little while. So I literally on my walk, I'll be like, wow, I'm grateful for the trees. I'm grateful for the flower. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful, you know, yeah. and I'll just say, and it's interesting because it really elevates you and it gets you into your heart. You really start to feel gratitude for your life because we are so lucky. That's so great. I, I also do morning journaling and gratitude. I really like to set the tone for my day with my morning rituals, but that's part of it for sure. And I, you always feel so great after you do it anyways, you know, even if it's the same things, or even if you're just like you said, like if you're walking on the beach one day or whatever, maybe you're spending time with some new friends and you're like, wow, I'm really grateful that I met these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm grateful like where I'm filming this right now in the space studio here in Cabarete. Thanks, Sabrina. <laughs> um, you know, it's like so wonderful. Add to that, Lindsay? Yeah, yeah. When you look at the research on gratitude, you look in the positive psychology department and you can see daily bouts of gratitude over like a three-week period time, even just 15 minutes of gratitude, you literally will have an effect on your brain chemical. Wow. You'll start to like literally re- rewire your brain from like the fear pathways into like the positive pathways and you'll release serotonin, you'll release dopamine, you'll release those really good feel good chemicals with gratitude. Yeah, it's cool. That's so incredible. The subconscious mind is in charge of our survival. It remembers more pain than pleasure. So listening to our heart is crucial when navigating through life. Your heart is speaking to you all the time. I truly believe this. So what are some of the ways to anchor into your heart space for this life guidance? So the main practices that I like using that connect me and keep me grounded in the heart are anything that brings me a lot of joy. So every day I do meditation, like usually even just eight to 10 minutes where I place my hand over my heart and I ask questions to my heart to kind of guide me throughout my day of whatever I need to know. Sometimes I even ask, what's the message that you want to, you want me to have today, you know? And then other things I like doing are things that are really good for the heart and the soul, which is like dancing that elevates me or singing or maybe even painting anything that really, really gets me into my heart space and gets me to feel love. I love it. I love dancing. <laughs> As you know, we both do. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Dre. We're going nope. to get we're going to get to the follow your bliss finale question. So can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? Yeah. One positive thing is that I ended up moving from Toronto to Portugal where I'm by the ocean, living by the ocean. And I didn't realize how much my heart wanted the ocean that I actually, when I was walking by myself, I didn't know anyone there. Like I didn't have any friends, no one. And I started to just cry walking down the beach because I was like, my heart was so happy that I was finally by the ocean, you know? I completely so, understand. <laughs> that was exactly what I was feeling. You know, I didn't have anyone around me. I didn't even know how I was going to like do anything, but it just made sense. And then the second thing was I ended up meeting a really, really amazing friend who's now a really close friend of mine who's an inspiration and a mentor now in business and I just feel so grateful that I like followed my heart to Portugal and then I met her on a whim you know and it's just like it's so beautiful when doors start to align and exactly yeah because you you listened to your heart space and you moved to Portugal and then that opens all the doors so I think that's so beautiful. And I'm so proud of you for doing this move. I know it's a lot of work and, uh, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard adjustment, but you do it because you want to do it. Hey, was there anything else you'd like to share for what's next for you? For what's next for me, I'm launching my own brand coming up and there's going to be like workshops. There's going to be talks. There's going to be lots of different things that I'm going to be hosting. And I would love, love, love to share that with you and whoever is interested. Lots of free masterclasses too. 
Yeah, I'll definitely link your website, your new website, the information in your episode description so everyone can check out Dr. Drea's new brands. I'm so excited and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. I love you. And I'm so proud of you too. I love you. And you know, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with me today, sharing this heart freedom method and, you know, your love and your light. <laughs> oh, thank you. And thank you for connecting all these amazing people on your podcast. Cause honestly, you're doing great work. So proud oh, of you. Thank you so much, Dre. Okay. So have a beautiful day. I love you so much. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>